everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. So what would you like people to line up at the end of your life and thank you for? Do you know how you would answer that? Let's talk about on this episode of Journey at Home. Thanks for tuning in today, and I'm curious to know, what would you say? What would you like people to line up at the end of your life and thank you for? That's not a question that's driven by arrogance. That's a question that's actually going to help you invest your life wisely because, well, let's be honest, we're all investing our life in something. It's about not getting to the end of life and realizing you just sucked up some oxygen, took up some real estate, but you didn't leave the world any better than you found it. This question is about making sure you don't get to the end and have nothing to show for your time you spent on this earth except a life that was all about you. Listen, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you consider yourself a church person or not, this is a question that really can help you. It's worth reflecting on because it's going to clarify what you should and shouldn't do with your time and your money and your talent. It's going to guide you in making decisions and choosing responses that you won't regret in the future. It's a question that'll steer you towards choices that are going to reward you with better relationships. This question, I believe, carries huge long-term upside and zero long-term downside when you answer it well, and then you live by that answer. It's a question that's definitely guided me and it's guided us as a church for years. From the very beginning, our goal has been to create a church that people not in church love to experience just as much as church people. I mean, every church has a goal of creating a place that church people love, but we've always wanted to go the extra mile. We want to create a church that those of you who aren't in church and those of you who have friends not in church, well, they'd love to experience just as much as all of us. We want to create a place where people had questions and doubts, where they could ask them, they could find answers. If they were skeptical or cynical, they could just share that openly and freely. Where people who weren't sure about God or faith could come and they could sit right next to one of us and When they left, they would go, okay, I don't know if I buy all that, but wow, that was helpful. I'm not sure I believe everything they believe, but I felt like I belonged there anyway. I felt like they accepted me just like I am. And the reason that is so important to us is because we believe it should be simple for everybody to connect with God. It should be simple for everybody to experience God's grace. It ought to be simple for everybody to discover their purpose and to know how to grow in their faith. And my guess is, because... After all, you're watching, right? My guess is you would love for that kind of thing to be simple for you. You'd like to connect with God in a more personal way, and you'd love to be certain He's with you and He loves you unconditionally. You'd like to know without doubt that He forgives you and accepts you just the way you are. You'd like to be able to love people the way that He loves you, and you'd like to be able to understand how to read Scripture and apply it to your life. My guess is you'd like to know the plan and purpose God has for you. You'd like to see your faith grow, not in a way that depends on some hype and excitement to keep you going, but you'd like to have the kind of faith that is unshakable in the darkest moments of life. You would like to believe that's true and it's possible for you. And we believe it is. Jesus addressed this very ideal one day to a group of people 
He told them a story that was encouraging them to invest their lives in a mission bigger than and beyond themselves. In other words, he was encouraging them to answer this question of what do you want people to thank you for in the right way? It was a story that encouraged us to take the long view in life, to use our money and our time and our talents to make it simple for people to experience those things. Now, don't misunderstand. Jesus wasn't saying everybody needs to work at a church. That was not the point. His point was simply that part of your life mission is wherever you go, whatever you do, to use the opportunities you have as an opportunity, opportunity to introduce people to God's grace. And then when Jesus gets finished with this story, Luke tells us that, interestingly enough, the religious professionals who were listening, the Pharisees who love money, well, they heard all this, and they were sneering at Jesus. Well, they sneered because they had a different value system than Jesus. They were playing the short game. And listen, if this life is all there is to life, well, you'd be foolish to use a second of your time, a second of your money, a moment of your talent to help somebody else. I mean, you ought to spend everything on yourself. But they didn't realize the life of freedom that Jesus was inviting us to live both here and for eternity. And so Jesus looks back at them and he says, guys, you're, you're the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your heart. What people value highly, there's our word, what people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Just think about it. Do you ever justify not doing the right thing? Have you ever lied to yourself about why you weren't being generous? why you weren't being selfless, just because you didn't want to deal with the reality of what your actions said about you and your heart? I think we've all done that, haven't we? Well, this was the way of the Pharisees. It was normal for them. It's also why they miss God in human flesh standing right in front of them. And so Jesus' point is, just don't fool yourself. You can lie to yourself if you want, but God knows what's going on inside you. You can't fool him. And then Jesus makes this really odd statement to them. He looks at these religious leaders and he says, the law and the prophets, well, they were proclaimed up until John. He's talking about John the Baptist. You know, up until John the Baptist, people thought it was all about how good you are, what you do. That's how you earn God's approval. But Jesus goes, no, no, no. I'm here now with some new information. He says, since the time of John the Baptist, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached. And everyone is forcing their way into it. Well, okay, what does that mean? First of all, what's the good news? What's the news that through the death and resurrection of Jesus, everybody's invited to have a relationship with God. Everybody gets to connect with him. Everybody gets to experience God's grace and discover their purpose and be confident that God's trustworthy. The good news is there is forgiveness and freedom offered freely to you and to me. Following Jesus, that's going to lead you to a forgiveness. A forgiveness that frees you from the guilt and the shame that you carry from your past. It leads you to a generosity that frees you from the grip of greed that money often gets on our heart. It leads you to a selflessness that frees you from self-sabotaging your relationships, putting you on a path to living a significant life. Following Jesus leads you to a peace that's greater than any anxiety or worry you encounter because you're confident you can give all your cares to God because he cares about you. See, following Jesus frees you to choose humility, to stop comparing and judging and all the insecurity that sabotages relationships. Jesus says, all right, this is the good news of the kingdom that I brought to you. And then it's almost like he's looking into the future because he knew, you know, he knew that when people understand this message, when they see it clearly, oh man, they're going to rush to grab hold of it. 
They're going to force their way into it. Who wouldn't want that kind of freedom? So let me tie this together. Let me go back to our original question. Let me apply it collectively to all of us who are part of this movement we call Journey. But you can think of it individually. If somebody asked me, okay, Matt, what would you like our communities to one day thank us for as a church? Well, I'll tell you, here's what I hope they'll say. And if you're not a church person, you can ask yourself, would you be intrigued by a church like this? Because what I hope they would say is, hey, thanks for being a church that's an essential part of our community. And what I mean by that is, I hope people who aren't Christians, I hope those of you who aren't sure what you believe about God yet, I hope you're glad we're part of this community because of the good, because of the value that we bring to the community. I hope people would look at us and say, thanks for being a church that loves us and accepts us so well. I hope people who are skeptical about what we believe are actually envious of how well we treat one another. And I hope they'll be amazed at how unconditionally we love and accept them. And I would hope that people would look at us and say, thanks for being a church that makes it simple to understand the message of Jesus. I hope we can be the kind of church that shows and shares the grace of God in such a clear way that people would hope it's true even before they actually believe it's true. Because I'm telling you, when the message of Jesus is clear, it is so compelling. You want it to be true. I mean, who doesn't want to be valued the way God values us, accepted the way he accepts us, loved the way he loves us? So for us, today is a bit of a unique day as a church because it's the end of one chapter and it's the beginning of another for our church. In a couple of months, we're going to move into our very first new facility. And we realize as we do that, that we've got this unprecedented once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to help more people experience God's grace and understand his message. Our work's not done. The opportunity's just bigger. We're, we're just getting started, really. And if we really want people in our communities to one day think of Journey and go, oh, man, there's a place that made it easier for me to connect with God. There's a place that made it easy to experience his grace, discover my purpose, grow in my faith. If, we, if people are going to say that, well, we know what it's going to take. It's going to take every single one of us who call this church home, choosing to serve, choosing to give, choosing to invite, just like people at our church have done for 16 years. It's going to take us putting other people above ourselves. So, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, I just want to close this chapter of our story with a simple question that I've asked us as a church for 16 years now. If you're a follower of Jesus, will you choose to serve, to give, and to invite as we move into our new facility? If you are already doing those things, would you just keep up the great work? And if you're not, would you start? Because this isn't one of those build it and they will come type of things. That doesn't really happen. You see, the impact that we're going to be able to make over the next few years is going to be largely determined by our willingness to partner with God and to serve other people above ourselves, to give to others before ourselves, to invite the people in our communities to come and experience things for themselves. So if your answer to that is yes, like mine is, well, the sky's going to be the limit for what God's going to be able to do through us. If your answer is no, if you think, ah, oh, just leave it to other people to do that, well, we're going to end up becoming just another church that eventually is all about itself. You see, this is part of your life mission because you are the church if you're a Christian. You are the church. As you go, so goes our church. 
So for those of us who follow Jesus, here's all I would say. Do not, do not be primarily a consumer. Nobody's going to get to the end of your life and say, thanks for being such a great consumer. And you're not going to get to the end of your life and be happy because consumers are never satisfied. Consumers never make a difference. Be a contributor. Live for a mission bigger than you. And help us be a church that people not in church love to experience. And I would say, for those of you who are watching and you're not a church person, you don't consider yourself a Christian or you've walked away and you're not sure you want to come back. Well, listen, when we open up our facility in a couple of months, I want to invite you. If you live in our area, I want to invite you to join us in person and then just see what you experience. And if it is not what I've just talked about that we want you to experience, well, I want you to tell me. I want you to tell us. I want to know. But if it is, then I want you to remember what you experience is just a small reflection of how God feels about you. To whatever degree we can show you that we are for you, listen, I want you to know God's for you a million times more. He gave his son for you, and we would love to help you experience God's amazing grace for yourself. Let me pray for us. Father, would you help those of us who follow you to do that well? to reflect you well, to show people the same extraordinary grace and love and acceptance that we've received from you. Thank you for the opportunity to do that for 16 years, and thank you for what you're going to do with this new opportunity as we move into our new facility in a few months. And for those who are watching, and they're not sure what they believe, or they've had bad experiences, or they're skeptical, or they just have doubts, would you make yourself very personal to them and help them to see just how much you care for them? And God, would you use us to be a great example of what that looks like? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Callaway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.